Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome back to that Chelsea podcast, episode six, the one where we bounce back. I'm joined by Jack Davies as always. How are we doing, Jackie boy? Yeah, good mate. Enjoying the uh, nice weather today. It is. It is very nice today, I must say. Uh, on the pod. Today we're discussing that performance at West Ham. Ugh. We're then going to talk about last night's big improvement against Watford, that comfortable 3-0 victory, before looking ahead to the Crystal Palace game on Tuesday evening. Jack, there's only one place to start. We have to go back to West Ham last Wednesday evening. That was grim. That was honestly, we were just so poor. Defensive disaster class. That's what I said. Um, yeah, it was it was terrible, terrible, terrible goalkeeping, terrible defending from. Well, as P was right, the other three, shocking, especially for that third goal. It, yeah, it was it was. No one played that well. To be fair, the only the only person I thought who. Um, Shone through again was Pulisic. Willian scored the two goals. He he did all right as well, but he only really scored the two goals from two dead ball situations. Um, Pulisic looked lively. Um, it it was uh, giving sort of flashbacks to last season of uh, us just giving Hazard the ball and saying, "Go on, go and do something." It was literally like that. I felt everyone. I was just thinking, just give it to Pulisic. Let him try and make something happen. Um, yeah, just a very disappointing result, especially after that big win against um, City. Felt exactly like earlier on in the season, like when we beat Spurs away from home, and then go and lose, go and lose to Southampton at home the next week. It's just one yeah. step forward, two steps back all the time. Yeah, no, I agree. And you know, despite the fact we scored two goals against West Ham. Ultimately, I didn't think we really looked that threatening against them. It wasn't really much in the final third. It was just, it really was lit. Did feel just give it to Pulisic and hope, yeah. and he he did his best. 
And it sort of reminded me of that performance. It was sort of similar to when Hazard basically just took Sunderland on on his own in, I think, 2013 under Mourinho, when we won 4-3 at their place. And he was basically the one who basically did everything, got got a couple of goals and an assist. I mean, obviously, Pulisic didn't get on the score sheet, but he won he won the penalty. penalty and uh, did he win the free kick? I think yeah, it was, and the free yeah, kick, he was, yeah. He was a big reason for that. What, what just annoyed me about the West Ham game was we were dreadful. We still we should have left there with a point at worst. And it's what it's yeah. what's frustrated me a lot with this team this season was last season there'd be games where we didn't play well, but we'd at least get a point. Mm. There'd be games where it'd be frustrating. You go, okay, well we'll just get a point. But this year, you know, we've thrown away a draw lay on. You know, Bournemouth at home. There was New Newcastle away. We'll just the last basically the last play of the game we basically dominated them but just couldn't put ball in the net and then West yeah. Ham we're at two all and oh but just the amount of space we left Yarmolenko in the last minute just that's just yeah. not happening I, mean, really. I think I saw on Sky Sports I think it said we've we've lost 18 points from winning positions this season yeah which is just not good enough. Um, I mean, it was a great start to uh, wearing that new kit, wasn't it? With the big, big old three badge on the top. Oh, that was a, that was a good, uh, good omen from the start. Yeah, had to all over but... social media. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that last that last goal was just terrible. It's just terrible. A, it was just like, avoidable as well. I mean, if Alonso like... tracks back, you know that helps. If Rudiger doesn't let him cut in. If Kepa's yeah. positioning is better, but if Christensen also just takes his man out and takes a yellow card, if you just take him out there or don't let him turn, he he literally had those two. Antonio was having a field day with those two, honestly. Yeah, um, and the second goal as well when Christensen just, he, I think he even looked and saw him, and then next thing you know, he's behind him, just got off, got a tap in. Um. Yeah, it was just one of those very frustrating games. But it was good to see uh, Frank make some changes for yesterday. Because I thought, when we when I was watching it, I thought, oh, that sort of thing with Antonio up front, Zuma wouldn't allow that to happen, would he? He's no. a big lump. He wouldn't allow that to happen. Um, yeah, and then like you say, Alonso just walking back. That is criminal as a professional football player. Criminal. Yeah. Um, and then Rudiger, like Yarmolenko's good, good little player, but he's so one-footed, he's so left-footed. Just show him down the line on his right foot, and nothing's gonna happen. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's just look. I don't want to bash like Rudiger too much. Uh, you know, I don't don't have any like personal agenda against him, and he he has had some big performances for us. But like that performance, that was on that was just disastrous. I mean, their first goal. Like if he doesn't like fuck around with the ball, he doesn't need to clear it, kick out for a corner. Yeah, yeah exactly. Clear it, clear it for a throw, or even clear it downfield. Yeah, that was just so nonchalant. And then I mean that the defense. I mean Kepa just runs into his own man for the first goal, and then Tammy on the on the goal line just misses yeah. it. I mean, Tammy probably could have cleared that, in my opinion. But at the same time, the goalie should have come and dealt with it. Yeah. So if you're gonna come, you need to come and deal with it, not like half. He sort of half came, ran into Kanto, oh, and then yeah. next thing you know, the ball's in the back of the net. And it, it was the same 
that happened for the one we were let off earlier on with the VAR. It was the exact same person, same corner. So that's just the thing with us and set pieces. Even last night there was a couple. I was like, oh god, here we go again. You just feel like something's going to happen at a corner against us every single time. Yeah, there was literally. I mean, there was a couple of moments like we gave free kicks to. Free kicks were on the edge of the box. So I'm just, oh, please, please don't. Thankfully, Chalaba was over and he blazed it over the bar. But there were just a couple of moments where you're just like, oh, we don't, we don't make it easy for ourselves, which is frustrating. Right, that sort of West Ham summed up just a, a very a bad night. Hopefully, we don't see that again this season. We can't really afford to see it again this season. Right, last night, 8 o'clock kickoff. We play Watford. The team came in. I was happy with it. I was yeah. happy that I was happy about midfield as well. And then I was happy Giroud was starting. Mm-hmm. It's a good a good team from Frank. Um and we just started well. It was pretty much one way traffic really. Yeah. No massive result to bounce back from that last one. We needed needed a big performance last night, especially playing last. So you'd seen Leicester win comfortably 3-0. Wolves had, well, Arsenal had done a job on Wolves for us, which which kind of helped us. But that, to have that, and United batted Bournemouth in the end. Um, but to have that pressure, and they definitely, they definitely know the results before. So yeah. it was, yeah, big, big result. Um, yeah, I, I thought we played, thought we played pretty well. Like you said, just... It's almost like a training match sort of thing. Just attack versus defence. Um, yeah, Pulisic again looking very lively. Could have had a couple of penalties. Um, for Mount played, Mount played well as well. He was slightly, slightly deeper, trying to find those passes in between the lines to people like Barkley. Or for that well, first goal, it was yeah. like that. That's what he did. He fizzed the ball in a bit quicker. Yeah, exactly. That's that's Barclay. what he needs to do. Yeah, risk risk it sometimes a bit more. That's what um, that's what someone like Fabregas did, or you see it these now with like Fernandez. He makes they make mistakes, but but they will create a chance in a game, which I think I'd much rather have that than just just passing it about backwards, sideways all the time. So it's nice to see him play it forwards and try and create something, even though he doesn't actually get a goal contribution with an assist or a goal but he was instrumental to that first goal there amount yeah and it was a great great finish by Giroud yeah. as well yeah. I mean again a good choice by Frank because you know not bashing Tammy in any way but given the form he's in I'm not quite sure that he finishes that no it's just a brilliant finish from Giroud just clips in off the post and we're 1-0 up and then you know not too long after Pulisic drives into the box gets fouled by Kapue, Willian steps up, it's 2-0. And you you then feel comfortable. It was just before half-time as well, that second goal. And every, and all of a sudden, life just felt that bit easier. We were back in the top four. And you're thinking, right, kick on second half. And I said, that, that for me was sort of the only frustrating of the second half was we were probably, we could have gone through the gears. It sort of felt a bit, we were just like comfortable. But given mm. our defensive issues at 2-0, you're still never really comfortable with us. And there were a couple of, you know, potential scary moments late on with uh, Courtois saving from Welbeck. And then just before we got the third, 
Welbeck put that ball across and it needed Ruben to put it behind. Uh, but in the end, it was it was comfortable. Just we talked about performances. Pulisic again, you know, brilliant. Barkley, you know, sometimes he can be a bit sort of slow in you know mm-hmm. that attacking third. Sometimes he, I think Ashley Cole said he's not quite sure what he's gonna <laughs> do next. But he yeah. he had a, another solid game, and it, on the whole, you know, pre just pre lockdown and since lockdown, he's been uh, solid overall. Giroud got a goal again. Willian. A goal again, his best tally for us since he come. Albeit his most recent goals have been from dead ball situations, but he's doing a job, so can't really complain. Um, obviously we said discussed again. There were changes to the back line. Zuma came in, solid, bullied, did bullied, bullied Dini. Yeah, Dini didn't really have a say, and then I thought Reese coming in. He grew into the game, I thought, you know, at times he still sort of felt he might have held on to the ball a bit long, but he just looked a lot more assured and solid than he did against Leicester in the Cup. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think he, the thing with him as well is when you've got him playing, you know, maybe one, one in three of his crosses are going to be right on the money in the box. I mean, Ruben um, for, great with someone like Giroud in the box, yeah. Um, that yeah, I think that's that's a good call him playing. Yeah, and also there was an, another assist for Aspi late on, playing from that left back role, putting the ball across for Barkley to prod home. It was a three 0 win, good for goal difference. Although at this stage, he's in gold, you know, with our goal difference probably unlikely to catch up with those above us, but. It was just a nice, comfortable Chelsea victory, which, you know, we've played quite well since lockdown, but we've not really had a comfortable victory. Clean sheet as well. Clean sheet. Oh, Happy days. (laughs) Happy, happy days. It's it's also a feat like Zuma. When we played the two games we've had Zuma in since lockdown, we've kept a clean sheet. And I think before as well, we played against Everton and Liverpool and we had clean sheets in those as well. So maybe Zuma... Maybe yeah. Zuma is one of the answers. Interesting, because usually I'd say he's so rash, um, and I wouldn't normally pick him. But I think he's. I think he's got to go with the same. He's got to go with the same back four in the next game, definitely. Why well, that back four is what I'd probably like to see for the rest of the season, depending on if Tamori, you know, maybe get Tamori back in because him and Zuma did look quite good at the the start of the season when they played. That win for Chelsea took them back into the top four, as we've discussed, ahead of a biz- another big week of matches. Chelsea playing Crystal Palace on Tuesday evening. Palace started the restart with a win at Bournemouth, but since then they've lost. Uh, they've lost all their games, I think. They've not. They struggled. They haven't. They lost. <laughs> good amount of research gone into this. They lost three 0 to Leicester yesterday. They lost four 0 to Liverpool. Yeah, that so, was. They've not been. They lost to Burnley as well. Oh yeah, lost one to Burnley. Yeah, so they've not scored in their last three. So wary an omen there that perhaps they'll score against us. Who knows? Uh, Palace, you know, has sort of been a bogey team for us. I guess, and I mean, you look at the seventeen eighteen where they hadn't scored a goal all season, and then they we turn up and they beat us two one. That's yeah. all just. 
sums it up. But, you know, on the whole, we do actually have a fairly decent record at Selhurst Park, winning there last year, winning there in 16-17, 15-16 season and 14-15 season. So we do okay there. Uh, the match at the bridge earlier in the year, we beat them 2-0. It took us a bit of time to break them down. But in the end, it was fairly, fairly comfortable. Most noticeable about that game for me was, again, Reese James started that game at right back, I believe, as P was on the bench that one, I think. And he basically pocketed Wolf Zahar that yeah. game for the 90 minutes, which will probably be what he's tasked, you know, he has to do again yeah. midweek because he is obviously Palace's danger man, along with the likes of Ayu, etc. Um I guess Tom Palace, what would our lineup be for Palace, Jack? Um I'd, to be honest, I think I'd go for the same same as he went for yesterday. Yeah. Unless he maybe wants to switch one of the options in midfield, but otherwise I'd go exactly the same. Yeah, I guess you know, we don't know about about Kante Conte. Um yeah. if he's gonna be fit. Again, that was a big Cool. Yesterday again, we, you know, Kante goes off, and it's Billy who comes on again, ahead of Jorginho. Jorginho, that's now five games since the restart that Jorginho is not featured in. Um, so I guess that that if if Kante is not fit, Billy starting, that's potentially a big call because again, you know, I'm not 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 going to bash for lad because it's it's not always easy coming on to, into a game late on, but he did look a bit shaky on the twelve yeah. minutes yesterday or so. Um, so I guess Billy or Jorginho, if if Kante is not fit to start against Palace, is is the question. What would you go for? Um, to be honest, I I probably would go for the experience just based just based on. The game against Leicester and last night he gave the ball away and that was that big chance they had. Yeah, with well, uh, where yeah. Kepa had to make a save about ten minutes from the end, and if they'd scored that, that would have been a horrible ten minutes to watch. <laughs> uh, so I would probably go Jorginho for experience. Um, yeah, what's is Kovacic still injured? Kovacic is, I think, out for Palace, but Frank's hoping he might be back for the weekend. All right. So we'll see. We'll see there. But again, I thought, you know, Ross and Mason, good performances yeah. yesterday, deservedly should start oh, against. Definitely be starting those two, definitely, yeah. Yeah. And then up front again, obviously, Captain America starts. <laughs> Ollie Giroud starts again, I'd imagine. And then Willian again, I'm presuming. Callum was, a, I thought one, Callum was all right when he came on yesterday. You know, didn't didn't perhaps get too many opportunities. But there was a moment I quite liked where I think he lost the ball sort of in, you know, in the defensive area and then he managed to win yeah. it back. And yeah. that's sort of, you know, what we want to see. From. Yeah, he did look pretty he did look pretty sharp though. Um yeah, definitely be good to see him come on a bit maybe slightly earlier, give him half an hour or so at the end of the game, see what he can do. Yeah. I think yeah, I guess obviously depending on the game situation and how it pans out. You know, we've, we're we going to have to defend set-piece as well. Palace will be a big threat from set-pieces. They've got certain Mr. Gary Cahill in their ranks. Hopefully he doesn't score against us. Um, again, you know, we've talked about having the same team as we did against Watford, which would mean Zuma and Christensen at the back. Again, we looked a lot better defending set-pieces yesterday. 
So hopefully that will be the way we are going forward. Uh, before we wrap up, JD, a score prediction for Palace? Um, 2 0. 2 0. He's going for a clean sheet. I love the optimism. I'm going to go 2 1 and hope. I'm also very wary, but I think you might have said we beat West Ham 2 0 and I said we beat them 2 1 and then we ended up losing. So I am wary of that. But um, look, we need, we, after West Ham, there's no room for error. We've got to win, we've got to bounce back. So I'm going to say, Jack's saying a 2-0 Chelsea win. I'm saying 2-1. Fingers crossed. Three points, three points will do, boys. Just three anything. Three points, all that matters. <laughs> be crucial in the top four race. As I say, beat Palace for a few hours at least. We can go third with Leicester um, away at yeah. Arsenal. And as fed Arsenal, just a quick shout-out. Thank you, Arsenal. Did us a favour. Did us a solid one there, beating Wolves yesterday. If fifth does get the Champions League, thank you. Thank you for that one. Um, right, that's about it for this episode of that Chelsea podcast. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. And uh, until the next episode, keep the blue flag flying high. Sports Social Podcast Network.